This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, boys and girls? How are you? Welcome into a Thursday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. My name is Matt Peralt, alongside Dave Sherapan. We are here on the Props YouTube channel on Twitter, streaming live podcast to come across all your favorite podcasting platforms. Dave, how are you? Happy Thursday. Man, I'm good. I'm still recovering from that Providence game. That was unbelievable. If that's any indication what March is going to be like, I can't wait. But, man, that game had it all. I was like, how many times, no joke, how many times did you think, I'm done? I'm done. Ten. At least. (laughs) Ten. I mean, like, I wrote it off. Like, I kept on thinking about how I wanted to live bet it, and I kept on, like, coming back to this idea of, like, okay, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose two bets. I was like, I don't know what I want to, I don't know how to do this. I was like, I'm petrified to double down or to fade and, and, and to, you know, go on the other side because the game was so topsy turvy. It was just like, I mean, realistically, I was tweeting at you or texting you. I can't remember which one that I did because like, what happens if they did what they proposed they were going to do? What happens to wagers if mid game, they moved that to a practice facility to finish the last minute and a half of the game. Does that void the bet if they move the venue mid-game? Mm. Um, are they going to finish it last night? Yes, they were going to do it without any fans or TV or anybody present. They were just because of the COVID thing. They didn't have any ability to reschedule the game. So they said, well, we'll just go to the practice facility, which is they'll get back on the buses and they're going to take a bus, the same buses they took to the arena, back to campus because the dunk's not on campus. It's in downtown Providence. So you go back to campus and you go play at the practice facility. Well, <clears throat> if they would have finished the game, I think they would have, folks would have graded it as whatever the final was right then. Um, After the, So if they left the dunk with a three-point lead for Xavier, Xavier wins, according to the books. No, no, no. I think they would have. I think they would have waited for the final result. They really would have finished the game. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. That's a that's a that's a new one. I mean, I've never seen that before. <laughs> I've never heard of it know. before. I mean, I yeah. was like, what house rule? Like we have change of venue rules, house rules all the time, right? Correct. We don't have change of venue mid game. Mid game. No, no. There's no house rule to cover that. Um, a lot of times, the house rule might be. Um, the the day that the game is scheduled to be played, if it's finished on that day, it's graded as the final. You know, like baseball, a lot of times it's a suspended game. It gets graded um, that day, whatever the last inning result is, full inning. So you get a little hairy in baseball sometimes. But I've never heard of um, finishing a game in a different venue on the same day. So I would assume they would have just waited for the final result and just said, all right, you know, 90 to 92 to 85, whatever it ended up finishing. 
and use that as the final score. Wild. Yeah. That that is that is wild to me. I mean, I I really was like, I can't believe and they didn't do it, obviously. It went to triple overtime, but I couldn't imagine. <laughs> like I couldn't imagine if that would if they had done that because the 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 water that was falling from the ceiling was just was crazy. Okay, we'll go, we'll come back to that game here in just one second, but I want to open with the announcement from Twin Spires. Twin Spires decided that they're out, that they are not going to be in the sports betting world anymore. They've decided to leave sports betting. Is this kind of the precursor for more? Are we going to see more people leaving if they're not going to get acquired or they're not interested in being acquired by a big boy? Do they just close up shop and not do sports betting anymore? Horse racing will stay. That's what Twin Spires is known for. The Kentucky two Twin Spires, Kentucky Derby. But is this a precursor? Yep. 100%. 100%. This is what happens when books think uh, think they can do it and kind of maybe not do it the right way or do it the way that works the best. And they go at it and they go, wait a second, this is a hard business. There's not a lot of money in this business, margin-wise. Um, these other companies are outspending us. They're always going to outspend us. We're, we're battling for customers. When you see the the pie graphs of mm. the percentage of action in different states, I see them too. It's very hard to compete. And at some point you pull the cord and say, eh, you know what? This isn't for us. Let's do what we do and do it better rather than kind of get into this. Not surprised at all. Um, I think it's going to continue to happen. I think a lot of businesses want to be acquired. <laughs> and if they're not, maybe they have a time frame where they're going, okay, maybe in this year we will. And then it gets to the point where they're like, yeah, no one's really knocking the door down. And we keep talking to people, but nobody really wants to acquire us. We can't keep, you know, this money burn going. We're done. I really wonder if you're a book today and you're in the same predicament that Twin Spires is in, where you have a revenue stream that's working. Horse racing is working. And you tried to expand because sports betting was expanding and you tried to get licenses in different states. Does this influence you at all? Like, okay, guys, maybe there's not going to be this like, you know, knight in shining armor riding in saying, okay, we're going to acquire everything. Because I just go back to look at what WinBet did. WinBet initially evaluated itself at $2 billion dollars. And then when it put itself on the market, it was 500 million. Like yeah. they dramatically changed the evaluation of what their sports gambling property actually was worth. And does that combine with WinBet now to inspire is, I mean, how much does this influence other boardrooms if they're looking at their future saying, well, they're out and they're downplaying that doesn't lead us, leave us with much of an option. Oh, it's happening right now. There's a lot of conversations going on. Like we're just finished football season. This is the revenue time. Whoa. Look at all this. Um, why are we still losing money? I mean, the DraftKings call was last week. We heard it. I mean, smiled and said, we're going to lose a billion dollars. Okay. Interesting. Right. Um, Caesars. This was it this week or last week just decided we're done with this marketing stuff. We're, we're, we're pulling the plug on all of these ad spends, all of this stuff. I mean, JB Smoove, Halle Berry, 
Um, you know, they're getting big name stars that probably come with a big ticket price. They got the Mannings doing commercials, all this stuff. And they're going that, nah, you know what? We're not doing these commercials. We're not all Caesar. Or maybe we're, it didn't we're, work. Well, I mean, I it, it didn't work. work. I mean, can we just admit that these ad spends were ridiculous? Yeah. Like, what do we do? I, I, you and I, I, when we were talking in LA, I kept on asking you and I, and I'm still asking, I asked it on Twitter yesterday. Like, what's your favorite national ad campaign? And like one person wrote back Caesars. Like One person was like Caesars. <laughs> All of these ad spends, it's like they didn't go to marketing school or something. Like no. everybody needs insurance. Okay. It is, all, it is often mandated by states that in order for you to drive a vehicle, you must have car insurance. So take a state of 10 million people. Okay. Say 7 million people in that state are driving. You have 7 million customers that are guaranteed. Now it's about which one do you want? State Farm, double check. Hey, let's go with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I like that little green chameleon. I'm going to go with that guy. Like you can do the wonky, weird, progressive and, and whatever her name is deal. Like you can do that because the product itself is kind of redundant. You, you have to have a certain level of insurance to drive the vehicle. So, you know, your insurance is going to be 250 bucks a month for like the basic coverage to, you know, collision and whatnot. And if you, hey, if you want to go more, if you have a nicer car, nicer, nicer house and you want to up it. OK, fine. You can upsell and that's up to the person selling the insurance, trying to upsell you to have you buy more insurance. But sports betting doesn't have that. Like what do I, I never I could not understand this whole branding idea of like, why does Halle Berry dress as Cleopatra make me want to use a Caesar Sportsbook app? I would argue that it almost, for people that bet, they don't, it has a reverse effect. I would agree. It's they're the opposite. Like, they're like, they're like turning people off that want to bet. I said this so many times in the book, and I use this analogy, like I used to tell Tony this all the time, all the guys in the risk room. Sometimes people just want a pack of gum. You walk in a convenience store and you just want a pack of gum. I got all this other stuff. I got candy. I got a cappuccino machine. I got all these things. I want to come in. I want to give you $2. It's $1.59 for a pack of gum. I can pick whichever one I want, right. whether it's you know the mint flavor, the cinnamon, whatever it is. I want to go to the register, give you $2. You ask me if I want the change. I throw it in the, disc in the charity thing because I don't want it, and I leave. I want the app to work in sports betting. I want to be able to get on and bet what I want. You can offer me all the menus you, you want. I need to know the app works. I need to know I deposit the money. I need to know when I win, I'm getting paid. That's it. The lines are the same. Look at the lines. They're all the same. You can try to change lines and get different customers and different kind of business. You can do that. But for the most part, the price hasn't changed in sports betting in 100 years. It's still minus 110 Unless you're in a state with high taxes, then right. it's minus 114 <laughs> or minus 118. Right. But the price is the same. It's minus six. Do you want it or not? We have player props. You can get into that market. But it's exactly what you said. You got the customers there. How do you get them? Reliability. I think ease of use. All of these things are talking about engagement. And, you know, you have to have a streaming service. You have this. Sometimes. I want a pack of gum. That's all I want. I'll, I'll, I'm already consuming how I'm consuming on my terms. 
if you offer it to me and I see it and I go, oh, wow, okay. But you can't keep spending and spending and spending because at some point, the bottom line is still a margin business of 5 to 8%. That's it. Right. Right. And for the most part, not that they didn't know that, but they were hoping to pull the wool over either investors and or a company that may acquire them or whatever it might be just because they don't have the volume and they don't have the audience that we have in Vegas where people are coming to Vegas generally with the idea they're going to gamble in some form or fashion, whether it be on the tables or whether it be at a book, that we have people who come here every day for a variety of reasons and a state like Kentucky doesn't. They go into right. they go in there to gamble once. <laughs> they go in there for the Derby, and that's about it. They've got one big marquee event. We have like a Kentucky Derby level event once a month, or maybe a couple times a month that we have here in terms of eyeballs and people coming in in size of concerts. And I mean, there's this weekend we have Metallica on Friday night, and we have Billy Joel on Saturday night at Allegiant Stadium here. That's two 70,000 seat places, concerts. Where people are coming from other places yeah, to, come to come in. To go, right. Or they plan their trip to come here and then go to the concert. Right. I don't know how, I mean, Billy Joel goes all around the country. I'm not flying home to Pittsburgh to see Billy Joel. Like, I mean, unless I planned to go see family or go right. see a game around right. it. Like, People were legitimately coming here just to go to that concert because they got all the peripheral things to do. That adds a lot of volume to the book business because if they're coming from Louisville, Kentucky, or or, or from you know um, where's the University of Kentucky at? What, what city? Lexington. Lexington. Yep. They may they may make a bet on the Kentucky Wildcats to win the NCAA championship right. while they're here because right. they can. And it's a Vegas book and they have a ticket and they go. There's a little more to it than just having an app and constantly, you know, having someone engaged in betting. There's a market for that. There's a definitely a market for that in each state because obviously the offshores have been in existence for a long time. That business is there. You know how those businesses compete? They offer stuff every day. They, they, they're grinding every single day. They don't have rooms to offset, concerts mm -hmm. to, to get. They don't have restaurants. Mm -hmm. It's not glamorous. I told you the other day, we sat in an office, a big office with a room full of phones and computers and took bets every day. That's We had to make it that way. All these other businesses now are going, oh, yeah, just turn on an app. People will bet. No, 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 they won't. That's That's the hard part. And they get bad customer experiences. They get limited. Oh, they yeah. get oh. bad press. I mean, there's all sorts of things that, you know, Jason Robbins, who's the head of DraftKings, has said things in the recent in recent past that have made people upset and people angry, and it's kind of divided up from you know winners and losers essentially. And DraftKings saying essentially, we don't want winners, we want losers. And people are like, wait, what? I'm a loser. I'm a loser for using your app. Hold on, what? It it just makes them feel uncomfortable. And, and people, you know, Circa's gone the other way. Circa's saying, we want winners. We want winners. And then people are, are, are coming out and saying, well, yeah, you want winners, but your menu is really limited. Like you just don't offer what everybody else offers. Your prop betting menu is awful. Like there's nothing at Circa to bet on for props. So every book has their own, you know, their knocks and their negatives. But for the most part, right now, we're through football. 
I think it's going to be a very interesting summertime heading towards the fall. And <laughs> it's a this is a big, big summer in the development and maturation of sports betting in America as to who survives, who can get enough money into their app, into their book to keep the lights on. Without a doubt, this is you taught me about how the media space and stuff is is right after Super Bowl. There's a period of adjustment. You know, you saw the Aikman thing with he may be going to ESPN. There's a lot of movement and things like that. Yep. After March Madness, we're going to see it because this is the next and pretty much last big event. I yeah. mean, you have Super Bowl type handle the first weekend for four days. I mean, boom, 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 boom. And then it rolls into the next week where the second weekend we've talked about is still, I think it's the best weekend of mm. basketball, 16 mm. to the four. The games are better. It's less crowded here. There's just way more, I think, not more betting opportunities. It's just, it's a better experience. I used to say this all the time in a book too. You get one shot the first time to make a first impression with your betting app. Mm. If it don't work or the customer has a bad experience, they're going right down the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to tell people at the counter, listen, just because you're having a bad day, this person is in town from Oregon and wants to bet the Portland Trailblazers tonight. I know you don't care. I know you think it's a dumb bet. You can't tell them that because oh, they can literally walk right down the street. Two minutes away, there's another book where they're going to go place the bet. Just just take the bet and tell them good luck or whatever and just be done with it. Like mm. So – Businesses, the, the business has a lot uh, at stake. I think you're right. I think we're going to see some moves this summer going forward toward football season. I don't know what that means. Maybe consolidation. Maybe other ones will just put up the white flag, like Twin Spires said, and said, "We're out of this. We're gonna we're gonna move on to something else." So what that thing is, I don't know. But I mean, obviously, they're still trying to get everybody on their app. So they can then get them either in fantasy or in casino or playing slots right there on the phone because everybody does that. That market share gets bigger rather than smaller. All right, let's go to Providence. We were talking about them a little bit in the open, but I, I want to go to this because I, I have to ask this question. What the hell is sports betting Twitter's problem with Providence? I don't think I've ever seen this before. Like, Everyone keeps on fading them. They keep on losing. And the reaction to, I mean, losing money, people get angry. But it's beyond that. It's Providence sucks. They're super lucky every time. Mm -hmm. The referees have Providence minus two. Mm -hmm. The the conference wants Providence to be good, so they're giving them fortuitous whatever. And it's, I mean, look, I'm not, sitting here saying Ed Cooley's the greatest coach ever, but like I am acknowledging that they just win and cover a lot. So I'm riding it. I'm betting on them, bet on them last night. And the anger that comes off of this, the big East is a joke of a conference. They're going to get curb stomped coming up here in the tournament. Yep. What is the problem with Providence? Because it defies the numbers. Right. And the numbers guys, especially on gambling Twitter, um, they don't like to be wrong. And they'll tell you that they're right, even when they're wrong. They'll discount anyone defying anything like this. And 
I mean, there's some magic going on with it. There's no question. They are winning all the close games. Um, Did you see that the, the atmosphere last night? It was rocking. The, the dunk was jumping, man. That was fun. That was college basketball at its peak, man. That was what you want. Yes. Student section standing the entire game. The whole crowd stood the entire, all three overtimes. They were all standing up, cheering, going crazy. I don't know. That wasn't luck. That was a team that was doing some pretty cool things and, and fighting hard. And, you know, Xavier had their chances. They couldn't come through, but that kid, it's that three to go to double overtime after the 85% free throw shooter misses the chance to ice the game. I thought I was going to lose the bet right there. I'm like, here comes the three at the buzzer. I was like, it happened to me with Creighton minus one and a half. It's going to happen to me with Providence minus one and a half. And then the kid missed a free throw. He hits that. The, the Providence, uh, the Xavier kid hits the three, go to double, tri- triple overtime. How do they not foul there? I th- I was so happy they didn't. Oh, so happy they didn't. <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, uh, I, I was like, <laughs> that, I mean, even um, who was it? Fran for Shella? Who was the one on the call that was like beside himself going like, you fouled with, you know, when you we, seconds left. Yeah, with 12 seconds of in regulation, you fouled. And then in double overtime, you don't foul? Like, what are you doing? I I, I just um, – I was shocked they didn't. But, again, so many things happen at the end of college basketball games. The variance is crazy. But sometimes, like, in the book, you have to embrace that. You, ha- you, you have to Im- just understand that, yes, you know what? Maybe your numbers are wrong. I mean, there's this new thing called luck factor that – I'm listening to guys talk about on the other show. They're trying to quantify it in a number. Sometimes you can't quantify this stuff. Like they're actually, when you watch them play, th- they play together. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I I made, I don't even know. I have to go back and look, but I made so many in-game bets. I was betting both sides of that basketball game over and over. And I, I did the seven point like, margin kill you. Uh, yeah, I ended up making peanuts because I okay. well, I was taking Xavier on a money line, right? Plus like two dollars plus two ten. I was I, because I had Providence small, right, as a favorite initially. Then I was betting on Providence on a money line when they were down, so I had plus money there. I had plus money here. I was just trying to figure out how to make a profit. I just point. can't believe it fell seven. Like I was like, man, oh. all that it falls seven. <laughs> like the it largest just lead of the entire game. Annihilates every live in-game wager. I was it like, was. holy shit, that's yeah. and that, that just wiped out everyone. It did. And that's what I was taking a money line because it was a plus was, was just too big. So, you know, you have enough plus 260 cost average on one side. I had a lot of uh, Providence was like below $2, but plus 180, mm. plus 150. And I was just trying to balance it to just, please, just let me make a few bucks by the end of this because I was enjoying the game. I was awesome. actually, I mean, it was just a fun basketball game. So my Creighton Blue Jays, I talked Man, about it. Yeah, I, ta- I talked about it yesterday. Goodness gracious. How the hell was that line five? Terrible line. Ter- I mean, I, I was flipping back and forth, but then I got caught just kind of focused on a Providence game. But I was watching the score and I'm like, they're not going away. That line stunk. That was terrible. It was a bad line. Creighton is much better. St. John's isn't even that good at home. How could that line have been five? I was questioning everything about it. And I was like, man, you know, sometimes you got to just listen to it. Like, I I mean, when I said I, I'll book it, I was mad because I'm like, he's right. 
He's right. I should definitely just message <laughs> with him. He's absolutely right. And they got to play Providence. Well, look, it's, I mean, it's, it's Ryan Nemhart is out for the year. He broke his wrist. So their starting point guard is gone. Oh, no. It's just done. Like they're not, they're going to get probably an an at large bid. Ty Alexander, who the the backup point guard came in in the second half, he scored 16 points, season high for him, all in the second half, played really, really well. So it's not like there's no one behind Nemhart. This is a six time uh, Big East freshman of the week. A guy who has played extremely, extremely well this year was on pace to potentially be a freshman All American. And now they're going to Providence. And if Providence wins the game against Nova, I had it wrong. I thought it was flip flopped. I thought it was Nova Saturday in Creighton Tuesday. It's Creighton to- on Saturday, yeah. Nova on Tuesday. So the Nova game is irrelevant if Providence wins on Saturday. So we're we're seeing that atmosphere Wait, so at the- Providence beats Creighton Saturday and clinches their first ever Big East regular season title. Correct. We're betting Villanova on Tuesday if that happens. Probably so, but for because Nova can get you know, I don't know. It would be it's going to be interesting to see because that's actually like the college basketball equivalent of tanking because it's over. Speaking of over, Matt's over. Under, gone. Fair, you gonna pop up right now or what? What's going on? This guy's got. Hey, he's back. I'm back. See, I, 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 I how to do it fast now. I, I, <laughs> I, I can do it quick. I don't know what's happening now. That's three days now. We after a month what three months of never having any problem all of a sudden I'm having issues it's weird i don't know uh, i need to reset some stuff here obviously so, um so you said it's an equivalent of tanking how so because it doesn't matter for anyone's race it, it, it won't change the seedings for anybody providence will be the one nova will be the two regardless of the outcome i believe okay so they'll still play the game yeah, yeah, yeah but it won't but like if you're providence do you play like dunham he doesn't need to play like you won't play anybody who's nursing injuries. You won't play them in the game. There's no point. Oh, hell no. No, you let the other kids play. Right. So that's my point. So it's like, it's the equivalent of just like, it's, it's a, it's a meaningless game. They'll play it, but like Gillespie won't play because of his ankle. Where's the, where's the game at? Is that Villanova? At Nova. Oh, they're going to crush him. Probably. I mean, yeah. If, if I mean, if, but if, you're setting a tone. This is one of those things like we see in the NFL when like, you know, Pittsburgh plays Cincinnati in week 16 or 17 or Cleveland like two years ago, and then they're going to play them in the playoffs. You get all the backups playing, like playing, playing. Right. It's not an actual real game because it don't mean nothing. So you get a weird result. Maybe we won't bet Villanova in that game. That line will probably be way too high. It's going to be a weird game. I mean, if the Creighton Blue Jays. No shot to win the game Saturday. Right now is what you're thinking. I got no shot. Ed Cooley has a lot of success against the Creighton Blue Jays. I don't know. <laughs> it would be. Well, I mean, without the point guard, it's going to be a big number, no? Oh, I think it's going to be like seven, eight. Oh, boy. It'll be big. They'll be big home favorites. I mean, talking about freshmen going into that environment. With everything on the line. For Providence, not crazy, yeah. but yeah. I mean, the Jays are tied for third 
if they were to win the game, if, if the Creighton Blue Jays were to beat Providence, take the regular season conversation off the table for a second, that punches their ticket, I think, 100% to the dance. They're in. Oh, no matter what happens in a Big East. Game. Yeah, because oh, they will, man. They will on this road trip, they will have won every game on the road, and three of the four games were quad one wins. So, like, that's a team that's peaking at the right time. It, it's all of the things the committee would look for for an at-large bid team. Top half of the conference, really good record, even with the Nemhart injury, which injuries do factor into their ability to, to put a team in or not. If they think you aren't going to be the same team because of a major injury, you can get left out. But I don't think that comes into play here. I think that they look at the roster and say, okay, that roster is good enough to, con- to compete and we'll give them an at-large bid. They'll be a 10 seed. They'll get you know throttled in the first game and get knocked out early. But just making the dance is a huge accomplishment uh, for, for, for the Jays, given what they were picked to do this year. Right. But, yeah, I can't see that line being much less than six or seven for Saturday. I was thinking eight and a half or nine. Yeah, maybe even higher. Possible. I mean, it's going to be just With the injury. I mean, like it, it could be a coronation. It's, it, it's really, right. really possible that this is not an actual game, but rather just a coronation. And we're all just dunk walk. is going to be insane on Saturday. <laughs> really is. It's going to be absolutely Woo. really fun game. I'm looking forward to watching it. And. You know, I I just well, what Coach McDermott. I mean, Coach Mack was really upset after the Nemhart injury last night in the media. I mean, he was almost in tears because it's just a it's a suck injury to have oh, it happen. It's a crusher, right? And before? it it deflates so much. But oh. the team has rallied. I mean, he he said he's never been more proud of a team he's ever coached than what happened in the second half against St. John's after the injury because they could have tucked their tail and said, okay, that's it. And they fought and they fought and they fought and they won the game outright and beat St. Right. John's. It's like wow. This is a team with a D2 Ryan Hawkins and three freshman starters. It's amazing. It's, really good. <laughs> it's a high school all-star team. It's what it is. It's a high school all-star team competing in the Big East and having chances to go on the road and do. And that's what I said yesterday. I just like Coach Mack against Mike Anderson. He's now five and one against him. He just has that guy's number. Like certain coaches just have certain other coaches' numbers. And he just does very, very well against Mike, Mike Anderson's style. So, all right, let's talk about the NBA. Uh, it comes back tonight. So did you see the board tonight? Did you, did you look at the board? There's seven games, right? One, two, three, right. four, five, six, seven games. Notice my first thing that I noticed about the board. I don't know if you noticed it. Look at what? the board real quick. Look at the lines. Okay. Tell me what you see. Cause I can't believe it. It's been gone a week. We come back. What the number of, games. Du- number of double digit favorites, six road favorites. Oh, welcome back. Huh. Seven games, six of them road favorites. Cleveland, Boston, Chicago's home favorites, Memphis, Phoenix, Golden State, Denver, and, and Magic, Thunder, Pacers are at home, Raptors, San Antonio, Miami, Philadelphia, Dallas, all road favorites. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. Crazy. I okay. can't remember a day where every game except one was a road favorite. Well, no, there's something that have flipped. It's not every game, but one. Orlando's a home favorite. Indiana's a home favorite. What are you talking about? Orlando doesn't even play today. Oh, is that, for, is that tomorrow? Yeah. Is that? Oh, sorry. I'm skipping ahead. Denver, Sacramento. I, I hate when Fandle game. does that, when they put the games ahead. They, yeah. they, put, the, they put the Friday games up. Okay, yeah. sorry. So today. Okay, yeah. So 
The only home favorite is the Bulls. Yep. And it's wow. three and a half. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Very much oh. so. This is this is the silly season <laughs> for the NBA. This is when when good teams play bad teams, you can't get a bet on a bad team. You cannot. Because of, you know, they're all positioning, tanking, whatever it is. They want that first pick in a draft. Right. Again, I don't know how much of a difference that makes right now. I mean, there's some great players that are coming out. The NBA draft will be interesting. But, um, I mean, you don't really see a lot of road favorites, but you do now. Seven games, though, six of them road favorites. I, I'm just thinking, all right, how many dogs cover today mm. out of the seven? Uh, four. four. Yeah, four. Four dogs covered today. So let me ask you this. The Brooklyn Nets may have Kyrie Irving back very soon. We're watching the city of New York and the state of New York. Play at home. He can still Correct. play away. But he may play at home. Okay. They're going to lift restrictions. The COVID restrictions very well could come into play where unvaccinated people who live in the city of Brooklyn and New York will be allowed to go to mass gatherings. He will be able to play home games maybe as early as next week. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. We'll see what the restrictions are. We'll see what they lift and how quickly they lift them. So if that's the case, say you believe that Ben Simmons is going to be all that, that mentally he's sharp and he's good and he's focused. And it's Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. I think the Seth Curry move, we talked about it a lot on this show. I think people are sleeping on how big of an how big of an acquisition that was. Yep. Getting Seth Curry was a big deal for that team. I think it could be huge in the playoffs for them. They're the third option right now at FanDuel to win it all. Behind the two Western Conference teams. Suns Warriors. Yeah. Any value on the Nets? What's the price right now? I didn't look this morning. At FanDuel, the price currently right now is plus 550. 550. Well, they knocked it down. Um, I mean, if you think they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, there is. You know, you put them there and you have a shot at 550. I mean, they're not going to be 550 dogs to either team uh, in the Western Conference in the Finals. So you have them plus 550 to, you know, to get there. Um, so yeah, in that regard, I mean, the series price between those two, it's going to be tight. If it's Phoenix, Brooklyn with Phoenix with home court, I mean, minus $2, somewhere in that neighborhood, huh. minus okay. 180, minus okay. 150, you could argue. Wow. Might be lower, you know, um, Golden State, Brooklyn. I would argue that the Golden State price might be a little bit higher. Um, depending on the road, because the Golden State would, they'll have had to beat Phoenix, and the the KD having to beat Golden State narrative will be right huge, in. right, 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 and, yeah. And you know, the the Steph love is real. I mean, the Stephen Curry love is is real. Golden State love is real. They've done it already. Phoenix hasn't done it already, so their price will probably be a little bit lower depending on how many games they play, the health of guys. And Phoenix has a big question mark in this Chris Paul situation. Mm, I mean, we huge. Have to, it's, I mean, like that's been kind of 
you know, swept under the rug and dismissed. They're 10-point favorites today at OKC. It's a big number. That's why I wore the hat today. I was like, I'm thinking about Phoenix, thinking about would I adjust the numbers now before they play? Because, you know, say they come out, they they have a two- or three-game losing streak, or they mm. don't look good. They barely beat these teams. The People are going to start betting these other teams. Memphis is right there. Um, I mean, gonna see what Denver does the second half. They're right there. Like there's there's teams coming in the West. Brooklyn in the East, I think you could argue that yes, if they lift this thing, Kyrie can play all the games. KD's coming back relatively a hundred percent. Um do you like Simmons if they have time to work together in gel? Do you think Ben Simmons is gonna be a better do you like the trade more, should I say? With then with the news that Kyrie could get a bunch of regular season games in before the postseason. I mean, as long as Ben Simmons, and I think he is the type of player that will make that trade successful because he doesn't need the ball. I don't think so. No, absolutely not. No, I I, I still think the trade worked better for Nets than it does Harden with the with the Sixers. I still think the Nets won that trade personally. Even if they don't win a championship? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure either team wins the championship to be quite honest. I think the Suns, that's why I bet the Suns. I think the Suns are going to win it all. Right. So that's why I bet I bet Phoenix. But I mean, the Paul injury obviously is a big blow. Yeah. <laughs> our friends at Props Arizona, who, who the, the latest episode is out this morning on our Props YouTube channel with, with Doug Franz and, and, and Sean Lockhart, asked the question, are the Suns cursed because of this? Are they cursed? Yeah, like one of those things, like are they ever going to win no, an NBA championship? Couple. Well, I mean, I think there's something to be said about the Chris Paul factor that the guy just some people just aren't destined to win at all. Like this is their year. This and Chris Paul year. is an MVP candidate and he breaks his thumb like not even a, like a leg injury, not an ankle or a knee. A thumb injury for a point guard is like my word. Yeah, it stinks, but it makes the story better when he comes back. But I got time. They got time. I mean, we're in February. The playoffs don't start until mid-April. Mm-hmm. So, and they like, you know, he's not going to come back. He's going to be fine. Um, they just have to kind of Six hold. to eight weeks is a long time. It is. But you know what? We got the best record in, in basketball. Right. right. We, we got a little bit of wiggle room. Let's try to hold on to that. That's why, you know, you always hear like, oh, you know, those games early don't mean as much as the games late. If you win all them games early, you put yourself in a position for something like this to happen where you don't have to win right. all the games late to still be the number one seed. That's why right. I tell the kids that all the time when I'm coaching. Like every game means something. Let's get let's build up the wins now so we're better later. Um it's gonna be interesting to see. I gotta see Simmons in the rotation. I gotta right. see, I gotta see it to see how it works. But, I mean, he plays good defense, and he doesn't need the ball. So they need him to just do that, distribute. They don't want him to shoot. Well, he ain't going to shoot anyway, so that's right. okay. <laughs> it's fine. Right. He don't want to shoot. Right. So It's a good team for him to be on. It's it's perfect. He don't have to be the guy, and they're not going to ask him to be that guy. They got the guy. They got two guys, really. Yeah, really, I mean, yeah. Kyrie will be the guy anytime you tell him to or he wants to. I think that's the dynamic that has to work. I mean, it may, I mean, 
shipping Harden out, maybe addition by subtraction, but they bring in Seth Curry, they bring in Ben Simmons. I mean, and Drummond off the bench is a good – he's going to fill minutes. I think that part maybe, you know, we'll see how much that hurts the Sixers because Embiid has to play more minutes now. So, I don't know. We haven't talked much about this situation, but I think it's worth today because the league's coming back to bring it up. What's your read on the future for Zion Williamson in New Orleans? Oh. This is a former number one pick overall. This is a dude who, by all accounts, if you listen to J.J. Redick, who now is not in basketball anymore and he can talk freely, that this dude is eating his way out of the league exactly how people thought it was the big fear factor and that his work ethic is horrible, his attitude is not right, and he pretty much wants out. This was the consolation prize for losing Anthony Davis to the LA Lakers that, okay, we lost AD, but we got Zion there. They basically said we're staying in new Orleans and not leaving the franchise or taking the franchise out because they got Zion. We have a face. We've got someone to build around. Hasn't played a game this year. May not play at all this season. How does this end with him in New York or somehow does he figure it out and gets back to playing basketball with this Pelicans team? I feel for the Pelicans because when they got him, you know, it was like, all right, we got our guy. We, we, we got a face of the franchise. And now looking at, ref, you know, with the benefit of reflection, them trading for CJ McCollum made no sense to me. Mm. But now that may have been go get a veteran guy to come in here and teach him how to be a pro. And I think if you've you know, been around locker rooms, you can see the pecking order. Right. You know, I used to go in there and, and do interviews, and you could see the veterans were here, the rookies were here, and the rookies that wanted to listen had the benefit of some veteran leadership. Some veterans are like, hey, man, nobody taught me nothing. I ain't teaching you nothing. I'm trying to take my job. And there's a little bit of animosity, but for the most part, successful teams have guys show them the way. Somebody's got to show Zion something. One, how to pass on dessert. No question. I mean, he looks bigger. I, I saw a picture of him. Uh, was it at the All Star game or something? Yeah. Like, he's big, and he was a big, he's three fifty big. Right. It's he, a problem. He, he's he's big big. Like he's not just like he's a big boy. No, he's a he's a big big guy. Like yeah. he's got like I'm not sure uh, can he get off the ground type big, right? And I mean, it gets to a point where, I mean, if you're New Orleans, it's either going to work or it's not. And as soon as you decide that it's not, you got to get you got to you got to get them out. How? Man. How? You're getting what ten cents on the dollar? Yeah, this is a number one pick overall that you. You you did the deal with the Lakers to get this dude. Yeah. And as the chat is, is pointing out, how bad does the draft look that they passed on Ja and what Morant has turned into with Memphis? Hey, don't forget Sam Bowie was drafted before Michael Jordan. That's very true. 100%. <laughs> no, it's true. Draft busts happen all the time. I mean, we, we, we've seen guys get taken, you know, first and – not been not do what they're supposed to have done and we all yeah. expect them but like the thing about zion's in college he was so dominant in college like just the athlete i made the case like if you could figure out a 10-foot jump shot the guy's going to be unstoppable because his offensive rebounding charles barkley with the with you know with with up with hops is basically what he was 
And I didn't think I thought he would eat himself out of the league like in his early 30s, maybe late 20s. Yeah. I didn't think now. I didn't think before the dude even can rent a car. So this like, is what the hell? This is the thing, like with a lot of these guys, when I mean, they're young kids and they never really had adversity, he's never really had an injury and had to come back and learn how to do it without just dominating, right? Without being physically better than everybody else. You get to the pros, everybody can play, everybody can run, everybody can jump. Now you got to work. If you don't have somebody there to show you how to do that, you can do what he's doing right now. Maybe he's get bad advice, you know, like, I mean, because somebody around him is supposed to say, Zion, listen, we got to go to the gym, man. You got to go. We got to go to the gym. You got to stop. Got to stop, you know, six meals a day. We got to we gotta learn how to eat. We got to get a chef. We got to figure this out. They haven't had that type of leadership at the Pelicans since he's been there, right? So now it's on the franchise. If they want to keep him, they got to get him that thing. And maybe McCollum will bring him in and say, listen, Teach this kid. We we need this kid to be here. We want you to be here to be a part of it. it takes a special person, a veteran, to, to to kind of take someone under their wing and do it. But you hear stories like that all the time. I used to to, to watch and listen to guys like in in the hockey locker rooms. It's a it's a rite of passage as the veterans. You know, there's a lot of young kids from farming towns in the United yeah. States and Canada that show up at these. You know, they're NHL players. They don't know nothing. They've been junior stars or they've been doing the grind in junior hockey or they come from a nice college program where they're, you know, they have everything. Okay, kid, let's go grab you. you today you're picking up all the bags. You, you know, you, you get treated like a rookie, but you work your way in and they show them how to be a pro. We're on time for everything we do. When we go out to eat, we do this. And it kind of becomes that way. I hope, I hope for the Pelicans sake, that they get it fixed because this might be the nail in the coffin. Pelicans out. Did it mm. come to Vegas? Mm. Yeah, possible. Absolutely possible. I mean, they don't want, they want Vegas to be a expansion market, not a relocation market, That's but I would prefer expansion. Yes. Yes, me too. I would, I would, I would prefer expansion too, but the market is sitting here. And if, it doesn't if Seattle doesn't get their act together and they don't get a team in Vegas. I mean, you have to add two teams and you can't add one. So it's Vegas and Seattle. If they don't go down that road and they do say, okay, it's not working in New Orleans, clearly Vegas would be a prime option for the league to league to go ahead and put the team here to play at T Mobile Arena or build another arena. Not that we need more arenas here the in town. Sphere, that yeah, thing sphere. is being you can't play basketball on the sphere. You can't. <laughs> Okay. No, it's a music venue. <laughs> you can't play basketball there. But but yes. Air feels like it looks like it would be right on top of the court. Supposedly they're supposed to, supposedly Resort World is supposed to build an arena on that property that's in front of their their current hotel that they're Another gonna arena right there on the strip? Yeah. That they would build it there. They build an arena there and have a team be there whatever i mean I'm it's never driving down there again if, be, if they did that yeah i, I wouldn't i would traffic's gonna be insane yeah jordan's a good point could you imagine calling them the las vegas pelicans no would have to <laughs> rebrand the whole thing i mean no. the la lakers doesn't make any sense either <laughs> there's no lakers no lakers in los angeles the lake there so like i mean the utah jazz it's, a, it's an african-american music with no african-americans in the state but okay like 
<laughs> let's let's we have all sorts of weird contradictions in the in the NBA. So Very you know true. what can we do? Very true. I don't even know what we would call a basketball team. That would be a whole other issue. Oh goodness gracious! We already have the Aces, so you already killed that name, taking right. that off the board. Right. There, there is a question here that I'm curious before we get off this topic. What do you if Zion were to go to New York and re up with Cam and RJ, and you had a Duke reunion with the Knicks? Does Zion move the needle? Meaning, does, does, would Zion affect betting markets if he went to the Knicks in the offseason? No. I don't think so either. Uh, I, I mean, you might take a couple bets on it, but no one, until you see Zion being Zion again, you don't move no numbers based on anything. Who he teams up with, nothing. Because, yeah. Um, we all have that in our heads. And I think maybe you'll see people react to that and bet it. But that would be one of those cases like, look, man, let them bet it. Just I, I, I wouldn't move it. I would sit in the room making the argument like, but we, we got to see. I mean, and maybe they, maybe they get a better number early. But, man, you see this progression. This in right. the NBA, you've talked about this with, with me. I mean, there, there's a level to it. Yeah, Phoenix is there. They went to the finals last year. You know, they did the thing in the bubble the year before. They're right there. This is their time. He's far away from that. <laughs> the Las Vegas mobsters would be an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting embrace of the of the history of Vegas. Not sure they really want that image, but okay. I mean, technically the, the Las Vegas Raiders, kind of a similar thing. I guess it's old school mobsters yeah. are called Raiders, but you know, that's not. That's like, it's, it's, it's not horrible. Does that help UNLV if we get an NBA team? Of course. Oh, I think so too. Of course. I mean, look at the, look at USA basketball being here every summer or every couple of summers for trading at UNLV is huge. And then the summer league being in Vegas equally huge. I mean, that's, we're a basketball town. I mean, I've told, I've told everybody this, like we are a basketball town. <laughs> like We love hoops here. We just haven't been as good as we should be. Hockey is, you know, because they were successful and people found to love it and really enjoyed it, but we're not really a hockey town per se. I think there's like four sheets of ice in the entire city for people to use outside of the Golden Knights two sheets that they put down in Summerlin. Basketball wise, I mean, every high school here, look at the height, look at the talent that comes out of this state for high school basketball. It's huge. So we are, we are a basketball city without an NBA team, but we have a whole lot of basketball, Pac-12 tournament, West West Coast Conference tournament. Um, the Mountain West Conference tournaments, they're all here. So we have a lot of basketball. show from the summer league in the summer. We might have to do that. Yeah, I've done hits from the summer league, so we may need to do that. That might be something that should be fun. That could be fun to do. Yeah. And I know the guy to get it done. Okay. I, could, I could get that done for us, actually. Yeah. At UNLV. I know the guy that hooks okay. up with that. Yeah. Mm. We, we might be able to get a few guests on, pop in, and yeah, that's from the we do it from the lobby. There's a ton of people that come to that. That is a that's a fun week in the middle of July or when, whenever it is. Or it, it's it's hot as hell here. There's not a lot of people traveling here. And then like you'd be in the book and like these guys are just walking around. <laughs> it's nothing. You're like, man, everyone is so tall. Yeah, it's like where do these where do people come from? Like, because it's not just the players; it's the coaches. It's everybody. It's the, yeah. it's the front office staff. It's everybody in basketball. They're all seven feet tall. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, you're really <laughs> tall. Like, wow, how did you get to be that big? That's that's amazing. Uh all right. Let's get to this 
report because this is the big football topic of the day. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, according to ESPN, he will be informing the Packers his plans in the very near future. Packers today at a press conference, I guess yesterday at a press conference, said publicly that there have been no promises made to Aaron Rodgers to keep Aaron Rodgers or to trade Aaron Rodgers. So we don't know what's going to happen with it as of yet, but how big of a market mover is this in your opinion, Dave, if Aaron Rodgers is traded? Well, uh, obviously it moves the team that he gets traded to down. It moves the Packers up. And then depending where he goes, it moves. There's six other moves. You know, again, we talked about if he goes to Tennessee, boom, that becomes huge. If he goes to San Francisco, that would be big. If he goes to Denver, I mean, it knocks them down. It doesn't affect the odds because. But isn't Denver. Do you feel like the Denver numbers already juiced in for Rodgers? Yes, I do. We did that. So how much is that move? Really? It's just, yeah, it's a small move. It's not, it's not as, uh, I think market mover wise as big as the other ones because it is kind of it's kind of priced in because it, that one's easy if he don't go there you just move it back up right because no one no one's gonna bet it right no and i think that's the hardest road for him like if he goes to denver the hardest road to win it all yeah harder than vegas is it legitimate possibility that he comes to Vegas? The only reason why I keep on bringing this up about Brady and about, because I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to be sold on Derek Carr. So I think if he can get somebody of that, this is the time you do it. You're the new guy in town. You've got that blank checkbook at the moment. And you, so you can get l- Brady, not Rogers. No, you get Rogers. You'd go and make Rogers. You'd go here? make the trade. You'd have to do. Remember what? happened when 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 John Gruden got the job what did he do he traded Khalil Mack Amari Cooper right he blew up the team he came in I'm the new guy I want him gone I want him gone two superstar players got three first round picks for two great players you wonder if if they went to the Packers and said here's what we're going to give you we'll give you Derek Carr we'll give you I don't, uh, they're not going to give him Waller, but um, I don't know, Carr, two first round picks and take your, you know, take your pick off our defense, except for Max Crosby. Take anybody else you like off the defense, except Max Crosby for Aaron Rodgers. Supposedly to ESPN, there are multiple teams who have placed legitimate offers on the table for Aaron Rodgers right now. And so like, I just wonder, like, everyone just assumes it's going to be one of these teams we're talking about. And I keep on going, isn't it more likely it's a team that we're not talking about that? Like we haven't been paying attention to, and we haven't been following because the Titans have already come out and said something publicly. The Broncos we know, but like, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Broncos are in play, but maybe they're not, or maybe they want to send him somewhere, you know, not like that. And I don't know. It's it. I'll say this. It's going to be an AFC team that's happening. It's just which AFC team will he get sent to? And that is Tennessee, Denver, and then team X. And I think team X could be the Raiders. That would be awesome. Actually, if he did like, uh, I think the kids might actually become Raider fans. Oh my gosh. Aaron Rodgers would own this town. 
own it. Second he put on the silver and black, this entire team, this entire town will be all in on that team. All in. And that's what they frankly need. Derek Carr just doesn't move the needle. Not saying he's a bad guy. It's a good guy. Showed a ton of heart and courage and leadership during all of last year. Showed to be a stand-up dude. and You know, somebody who was going to be worth following and having your kid, if your kid wore a Derek Carr jersey, you felt comfortable where having your kid wear a Derek Carr jersey because he wasn't going to get caught doing something stupid. But from a talent perspective, Darren Waller combined with Aaron Rodgers is wow. <laughs> Pretty good running game. Josh Jacobs. Yep. That's intriguing. That's actually, um, man, that would, that would, that would make the AFC West like ridiculous vision. Obviously, um, the, the regular season would be. I mean, the, the excitement here would be, and that would be pretty good. That's a that that's a good one. I really didn't consider it being much of a possibility. Um, because I mean, like the teams in the NFC, that there's a lot of them that make sense. I mean, the Panthers make sense, and I just don't see the. I don't see much like when the Patriots traded Garoppolo. I just don't see it being a logical place to send him inside the conference. Like if you're choosing where you're going to send him, right. you want to send him to the West coast, get him out of the time zone, get him out of the region and get him out of the conference. Yeah. And that makes Vegas sense. Vegas checks off all three boxes and Josh McDaniels has what can he go to Pittsburgh? He could go to Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Go to Pittsburgh. I, I, I think the one I like this team X now. See, this we would be sitting in the risk room right now, and we could we could actually move the numbers. We could move Pittsburgh down, and that would maybe create a little bit of a buzz. We could move the Raiders down. We move Denver up. Oh, he's not the book. The book knows he's not going to Denver. <laughs> like you know. Oh yeah, we know. We're sitting there just doing nothing uh, on a Thursday afternoon, just changing the prices. That legitimately could happen. That would be fun. I don't know. So what are they going to say? They're going to they're gonna tell everybody where he's going or what he's doing? I think Aaron Rodgers has to come out and say that he has entered into a conversation about being traded from the team, first and foremost. Because if he comes back and says, I'm a Packer, they can't trade him. That's it. Like, they just, they can't. They need Aaron Rodgers to publicly, privately, social media, whatever. Somehow, it has to come out that Aaron Rodgers is asking for a trade. Oh, so he's going to do it on Instagram. Whatever he has to do. He, he can't just do it blindly. He, he can't just come out and say, oh, yeah, um, if you want to trade me, go ahead. I'm okay with that. Like, he can't be wishy-washy on it because then that puts Brian Gutenkust in the entire front office. It's their decision, and it can't be their decision. Like, that's the problem. Because of the backlash? Correct. Fan base, hey, would you trade? Same with, with Brady. You can't trade Aaron Rodgers. You can't trade Tom Brady. You can watch him leave. Or if he says, I don't want to be here anymore. How did Peyton Manning do it? Same way Brady did it. Contract was up. He had the neck injury. They released him. Okay. Remember the neck issue? He wasn't supposed to play anymore. So the team tanked for Andrew Luck. Okay. Won two games, got Andrew Luck, went right back into the playoff conversation. Right. But Manning was a free agent. He wasn't under contract, so he could go to Denver. That's why the whole, like, you know, okay. him with the helicopter, you know, flying and overhead. And he blessed the whole thing. He's like, Who? yeah, Manning. 
Oh yeah. He orchestrated it. I mean, he wanted to play again. The team said you couldn't play it again. He said, I can play. I can still play. I want to play. Let me go. Team said, okay, let him go. Cut him. They drafted Andrew Luck and Manning went to the Broncos. Okay. That's the whole problem here. The whole problem is the contract that the Packers control his rights. Another year. Yeah. So the, the contract voids after next year. The other problem is if they do trade him, it's like a $27 million dead cap hit on the Packers. Wow. Yeah. Like it's, it voids after next, it voids after the season. So it comes off the books. But if you do trade him, you are punting on next season. You are doing the, what the Patriots did during the pandemic. You are punting. Oh, you will suck for one year. You can come back, but you're going to suck for one year. Oh my. Or you run it back for a fourth straight year with the hope that you can franchise tag. You know, you franchise tag Devontae Adams and, you know, figure out what to do after next year. I just think it's almost a weekend in Green Bay. Yeah. And, it, and it's almost like, when do you want your poison? Like, this is what the Patriots saw right. during the pandemic. Right. They saw it coming. They were in salary cap hell. They had dead cap space because of the Brady situation. They had dead cap space because of all other former players who had left. And they're like, when do we take our medicine? What, what year do we get kicked in the nuts really hard and just we hope to turtle? And they paid Cam Newton $1 million to be their quarterback. <laughs> and they sucked. They were 79. And now they're right back in the conversation. And then they got through that season and he went and spent money and got all these people. Spent all crazy. Spent nearly a billion dollars. Spent 500 million. I'm going to get that guy. I'm going to get that guy. I'm going to get that guy. Yep. Because he had all of the, he just sucked for a year. He signed everybody and he told all the guys to opt out. Said opt out, opt out, opt out. Don't come in here. Don't play. It's fine. Opt out. They had seven starters opt out on defense, nine players in general. And then the NFL had to say, okay, when these guys come back, they didn't play last year. We have to allow those deals to keep going and pay them. Right. And so the Patriots put everybody on, on two-year deals. Right. So the same question will happen after next year, but the Patriots are going for it next year. So what will the Packers say? Will they say, hey, we're going to suck in 2023 or in 2022? Ooh. But they're going to suck in one of those two years. And most teams, I think, would say, let's suck right now. Man. And then let's plan for the future. Let's control when we suck versus having it being do done to us. Because essentially that's what's going to happen. It's going to be done to the Packers. If he goes to the AFC, man, the, the, the NFC is just like, it's the junior league. It becomes, I mean, like, correct. It's, it's, I just try to think of the good teams in the NFC. Brady gone. Bree's gone. Like there's the, who's, the Rams run it back like in everybody else. I mean, whoever goes to San Francisco, maybe. I don't know. That would affect that would affect the odds on a lot of teams if he gets out of there. Now you got to really kind of make the NFC team, you know, you put up a, a number AFC, NFC all season. Take right. That. AFC moves two points if he goes, <laughs> if he goes to the AFC. I mean, AFC's minus four in the Super Bowl right now, no matter who the matchup is. Four. It's usually one or two, two and a half. Sometimes you get to three. You bounce it off of there the whole time. Immediately go to four. That's it. I don't care who's playing. AFC is going to be four points better than any AFC. Oh, that's something else. Yeah. That's wild. 
All right, let's run through a couple of games here real quick here before we get to better to book it in the prop of the day. Gonzaga is minus 10 tonight at San Francisco. This is the That's lowest. It? Yep. This is the lowest line for a Gonzaga game since the first week of January. Zags <laughs> on the road at San Francisco. Why? This is Why a fishy is so line here. Books know something on what the what San Fran could San Fran pull a shocker here and upset the Zags? I mean, they've been minus 20 or more right in conference, even on the road the whole season. The whole freaking season. Gonzaga numbers over the last, let's go all the way back here. Minus 22 and a half, 30 and a half, 16, 32, 13, 23, 32 and a half, 28 and a half, 16, 16 and a half, 14 and a half, 30, 34, 35. <laughs> Texas Tech was 10 and a half, 32 and a half. Alabama was nine and a half. Sorry, December, the first week of December, not January. The 4th of December was the last time we saw a line this low. And that was a neutral site game against Alabama that they lost. By nine, correct. Have they played San Francisco already this season? Nope. Oh, yes. They won by 16 points at home. Sorry. Yes. What was the line? 16. Pushed. Okay. That's why the line's 10. Can't be the same. They were 16 at home, and they pushed. So automatically, without knowing one thing, that's all I needed to know, the line's 12. Huh. Okay. okay. You, just, you flip it immediately, the line's at minimum, I mean, like it's 12, it's probably lower. So you put up 10 because they did not cover the last time that big number against Pepperdine. You had Pepperdine, right? Was that the, yep. that was that was that 30 and a half? Yeah, I bet Pepperdine. Yeah, okay. Did they cover the game before that? Um, yes, they covered a gigantic number. Hold on, they covered they Pepperdine. Oh, I'm sorry, no, that it was a push to St. Mary's. 16, they pushed it. They haven't covered, they haven't covered in three games. Okay. St. Mary's was 16, push. Pepperdine, 30 and a half, one by 20. Santa Clara, 22 and a half, one by 12. One by right. So you got to bring it down to a number that you know. I mean, people are gonna bet Gonzaga anyway. Right. But you got to get to that number that you know you're not giving away to store. To the bad guys, and that number is ten. Makes perfect sense. Now we're talking it through. Um, I don't think they know anything other than, you know, it's not saying San Francisco San Fran's not going to win the game. I mean, I don't think they're going to win, but can they cover? Yes. Can they keep this thing close? Yes. It would be a gigantic upset to me if Gonzaga goes to San Francisco and loses tonight. But can they win by eight? Sure. I personally think they've covered tonight. Right. Just looking at this like this, pushed last time, probably had the game in control, I'm going to guess, and San Francisco got a late bucket or a couple late buckets to either that or maybe they were covering 10, you know, a couple late baskets by the Zags and it falls on a number. But that was a good number. If it fell 16, it was 16. 10's a good number, but I think, I think if you're asking me to bet it or book it, I would bet – Gonzaga tonight. Arizona on the road tonight at Utah. A 14 and 1 Arizona team in the Pac 12. Utah 4 and 13. Wow. Number though is only 10 and a half. Only? That seems low. 
talking about a team here. Arizona has been 12 and a half, 23 and a half and 14 and a half, six and a half on the road at Washington state, but 12 against Arizona state 11 against USC. I mean, this team has had double digits for four, for five of the last six games. And they're two and four in those games. Correct. I'm surprised the number is this high, but does Arizona cover this tonight? No. Interesting. No. We're Utah home dogs. We've been talking about home dogs and home teams in February. We can't start advocating for taking too many road favorites. Well, to, to, to back you up against the, they've played three straight road games for Utah. They come home. They played Oregon at home, four point dogs lost by three. They were six and a half point favorites against Oregon state. The game before that, they won by 25 against USC. They were catching five and a half lost by 12, but the game before that they were catching nine against UCLA and lost by five. They're three and one ATS over the last four home games yeah, for Utah points. Definitely taking the points. But, I mean, Arizona's playing for that one seed, man. Correct. Like Arizona is got the, – the, they're not just trying to win this game and get out of the conference and all this other stuff. Arizona's playing for that one seed. If they if they can win the Pac-12 regular season, win the Pac-12 tournament, there's no question they're going to be a one seed. Oh, yeah. And the momentum – I mean, everything you see now has them as a one seed right now. Yep. So – yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna get, a, I think a top notch effort from both teams, but more than double digits, man. We're taking that. You like Arizona big tonight? Okay. Oh, Simple. I like Utah. Oh, Utah. Okay, sorry. So I you like, like the Utah home dog there? Home dog. But you don't like the home dog for San Francisco against Gonzaga? No. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Your Penguins tonight are taking on the New Jersey Devils. They are number is six and a half here. These devils have been an over machine, but so have your penguins who have yep. been an over machine. How do you feel about the over here? It's minus 110 at Fando on both sides. Are we getting goals, devils, penguins? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Was Jari yeah. gonna stand on his head? No, I'm not worried about Jari. I'm worried about I'm worried about uh the devils. They're terrible. They're they are so terrible. Bad. They're so they are bad. terrible. Like they they could show up tonight and only score one or two goals, and then you know Penguins win four one or or four two, and, and we don't get there. Um, that's the problem. Penguins are scoring four. Penguins team total. If we can get, have you yeah. seen that stat? That the Penguins have given up four goals or more in five straight games. Yes, that's crazy. Yes. That's why I asked this question because their their defense has been horrible. It has. They've been playing these games where um, a little more shootout style, a lot, a a lot. I mean, I I don't know. They're getting penalties. They're giving up power play goals. Just, um, I would say over. Yes. I now talking it through six and a half. Just worried about the Devils not scoring more than two goals, but the Penguins are giving them up. Tonight <laughs> might be the night to get to to actually go over six and a half at the Penguin game. Yeah, I I, I like I didn't bet it yet, but I'm I'm eyeballing that. I'm I'm definitely looking at it. And then one one, one more game in the NHL before we get to the prop of the day. Calgary is minus one seventy on the road here Ooh. up against Vancouver. A little surprised that this number is this seems I know one seventy is juiced up, but this almost seems low given like the Penguins are three minus three hundred tonight against the Devils. Calgary's been 
the hottest or one of the hottest teams in the NHL here on the road at Vancouver. Streak, right? Are they on a 10 game winning streak? Correct. I think that's still, it's still an 11 in, game winning streak intact. I think right yeah. now. Um, they have one. Let's see. They have one. Uh, let's see how many games in a row of Calgary won. Yeah. They, the last loss was to the blues like way back. One, two, three. Yeah. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games. Yep. Yeah. 10 game winning streak. Um, and really it's been 12 of 13 too. It's not just 10 games. It's 12 of 13. Yeah. Um, what do we say on here? Minus 170 is the juice on this Yeah, at Vancouver. Man, it's expensive. It's expensive, but I mean, for a team that's this hot, don't we bet the streak? Yes. I mean, I'm not going to try to bet against them now. They could win three or four more in a row. Right. You know, and I don't know, longest winning streaks in the 20s as far as NHL goes, but they don't play again. They don't play Friday. Do they play Saturday? Where are they at? Oh, they're home against Minnesota. That'll be the game they'll lose. Yep, they'll win tonight. I think they win tonight too. Yeah. All right, time now for our prop of the day. This is being powered by our friends at Bet Prep, betprep.com. They are going here for the prop of the day with Trey Young. They hit this before. They're coming back again here, hitting it with a over eight and a half assists for Trey Young. Ooh. Trey Young has recorded nine and a half or nine or more assists in 17 of his last 20 games when his team is the underdog, which they are tonight. Nine or more assists in 18 of his last 24 games on the road, which which this game is. Nine assists and 11 assists in two games against the Bulls so far this season. And Chicago is allowing 25 assists per game, which is the first in the NBA to point guards this season. We're betting or booking Trey Young over eight and a half assists tonight. Oh, I think we got to ride this one. We bet it before, and I actually bet this the last time they recommended Trey Young over eight and a half, and I bet it too. I will bet this as well. I like this a lot for Trey Young. It's expensive, but I do think he go, he gets to nine. The number should be nine and a half. Yeah, so you get caught in between a rock and a hard place with these things, right? Like we talked about this a lot with the Steph prop with the three-pointer. I mean, the number has to be one of two things. Eight and a half or nine and a half. Mm-hmm. If you make it nine and a half, you have to shade the under. So what do you do? You make it eight and a half and you shade the over. Um, let's see. Makes perfect sense. Oh, see, some other books already have it nine and a half. Ooh. Um, Fandle right now has nine and a half under minus 132. So the number is nine. We got eight and a half. So, um, Yep, I think he can bet it. I think confidently. He's going to finish with at least six or seven. If he's yeah. going to get beat, it's going to be right down to the end. So I think you got the right number. Somebody asked me this the last time that we offered, we talked about Trey Young. If we're saying the only number, if we hit this bet, he's going to get nine. If you get nine, there's a chance he gets 10. Well, Trey Young is going to score 10 points. Is it worth to bet this over eight and a half and bet him double double? Bet or him both, bet, or just bet the double double? What is the double double price? You can get beat. You could win this bet by betting. If he gets to nine, you win this bet. Correct. You would lose the double double bet. Correct. So you bet him both, and if yeah. he gets to ten, you hit him. You hit both. Correct. So, so you like that? 
So to record a double double is pick them minus one ten. Yeah, yeah. At that price, you can. I think that's that's not a bad deal. Yes. Okay, that's what I said too. I was like, I mean, yeah. because he's scoring ten points, you know. What I mean? Right. Yeah, he's getting ten. That's obvious. Yeah. He's going to get ten points. So like, unless he gets hurt and then he loses both bets, but that you know, that's just a fluky thing. That what happens like, if he plays the whole game and is healthy, you know, you get beat if he scores, you know, twenty five points and nine assists, you get beat. But you hit you you go one and one. Essentially, you're just down the juice. What's the total in the basketball game? Two forty. Two forty. The Bulls are crazy at home. Oh hell yeah, we're betting it. Wow, two forty. <laughs> Is that the highest total of the day today? Gotta be. How's oh, it not? Goodness, two forty. That's fantastic. We got to look at some more props in this game. I love betting the props when they're when they're a game with a high total like that. Yeah. Wow. 240 is another game of 240. Grizzlies are 239 and a half. Memphis and Minnesota. Yeah. Wow. And then you got like Cleveland and Detroit, 209. <laughs> 208 and a half. Man, oh man. Yeah, that game's two and eight and a half now. Wow. All right. Time now for bet it or book it. I think you're going to like some of these this for today, Dave. We've been rolling. Yeah, we've been really, we've been doing really well. We've been We've been crushing it here for with with better to book it. Let's start with the Blue Jackets and the Panthers. I bet this overnight. I know the numbers moved, but I'm betting over. I got over six and a half goals at minus one twenty five last night for Blue Jackets and the Panthers. Betting and or booking it. Oh, let's see. What is it now? Have you seen what the Panthers have scored against the Blue Jackets in their first two games? Oh, they went over this number themselves. They scored nine and eight in the first two games against the Blue Jackets. How's the number not? Oh, it is seven. It is seven. It's it moved is. to seven, but I got it at six and a half before it moved to seven. Yeah, that's a good bet. We're betting that. I mean, it's ridiculous, especially at home and against a bad team. They just pour it on. In their first two games, these two teams have combined for 11 and 12 goals. Like, I honestly thought this thing might close at seven and a half. Well, it's crazy, right? Because if you look across the markets right now, it's seven over minus one twenty-five. A couple <laughs> places have just said the hell with it. Just go to one thirty. Jesus. After one thirty, it's it, it used to get like for me seven over minus one forty wouldn't be a possibility. I would just go to seven and a half. Ooh. But they're not going to do it because it would be too big of a total, and there's so many combinations. With four, three, five, two, six, one, or seven, nothing. I mean, it, seven is that's why it's seven out on a craps table. Those combinations are the most that you can have is on seven. So they'll they'll probably live and die with this juice going up seven and over thirty. I can't wait to see what this line closes because someone will come in if you go to seven over forty and bet under because they can get seven under plus one twenty. But we're betting over six and a half. I like that a lot. The Panthers team total. I, I I mean, I I think I'm going seriously. I'm th- I think I'm I'm going over six and a half. Panthers team total. I'll in game over this as well. Like, what's the first period? The first period should yeah, be two. It, it probably is, and I probably bit over that too. Um, Let's see. First it's, period total. Wow. Oh yeah. Most of the books have decided that that one is two. Yeah. 
one and a half over minus two ten. I mean, why? Holy why shit! What oh. minus two ten? Minus two ten. What DraftKings says one and a half over minus two twenty five. What are you doing? Just go to two. That's so dumb. Just go to two. That's now DraftKings does give you. I think DraftKings gives you the, the ladder option, and so does BetMGM. I believe you can okay. ladder it. So that that probably might be their their excuse, saying they're trying to force you to bet two. <laughs> so force you into that, but. <laughs> Like bet MGM, you can bet one, two, three, four. You can bet whatever you want in the first period if you want. Second period, third period as well. Their options are hockey betting at bet MGM really is good. They have a lot of really cool wow. ways of, of betting hockey at bet MGM. Uh, but man, two ten, two twenty. Holy, come on. So yeah, so I would just say Blue Jackets Panthers over six and a half is yeah. yeah. It's not available anymore because I bet it overnight last night. But it's even seven. I think seven you can bet over. And it would be seven. Uh, one college basketball play. Illinois at home, minus six against Ohio State. Ohio State's playing their third game this week. They are really getting run ragged here with this COVID rescheduling of things. But you have an Illinois team that matchup-wise, I Ohio State's got no answer for Coburn. None. And he's a legitimate front-running candidate for National Player of the Year right now. And we start playing these games where you're going to get eyeballs on you late in the year, Illinois playing for seeding. I think the Illini are going to take apart Ohio state tonight, betting or booking minus six for Illinois. Uh, I'll trust you on this one. I'll bet this too. Um, Ohio state in the tournament. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Or a bubble team, but I think so. Illinois still playing for the top seed. They can't win the top. They can't win the Big Ten, can they? I don't believe so because they've lost to Purdue. So. I don't think yeah, that they can win the Big Ten. So. All right. Yeah, we'll lay six. We'll lay six tonight. I like Brad Underwood a lot in late February. I loved him with the Lumberjacks and when he was when he was with when he was in in Texas. Um, with with uh, who was he with? Sam Houston State? No, who was he with? The team outside of Houston when I was there. I used to have him on my show all the time. Uh, I like him a lot. I, I think he's a really sharp coach. And I think Coburn's just right now is unguardable in a lot of ways. <laughs> he's just an absolute monster. Just, I wouldn't Download. lay more than six, to be honest. If it was seven, I'd say. Yeah, because the two possessions, six. yes. Yeah, it's this is the number that gives me that pause. Like, okay, this is the top. Um, the college basketball slate sucks tonight, though. Like, they're really. Thursdays was always a really interesting night. I think you could learn a lot and he could handicap, but you have to handicap off conferences. It was yeah. either a Pac-12 night or, you know, one of these like Tennessee State, Tennessee Tech nights, like like just one of those weird type of games. If you were focused on that conference, Thursdays was that. Otherwise, it was a night off. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'll give it, I'll put this on everyone's radar screen. Did you see what Loyola did last night in their win? No. So they won 83-31 last night. They just, I think it was Evansville. They, they absolutely oh, blasted. Oh, yeah. That game stayed under? 83-31. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. It stayed under. It stayed under. So, 31 points in a basketball game. They played a full game. They had 12 at halftime. Yes. I was on the Eric Schwarzenegger, and I'm like, is that right? They got 12 points? They were 4 of 23. Yeah, really bad. So, Saturday, Northern Iowa plays host to Loyola. It's a de facto... Missouri Valley Conference Championship game for the regular season. What's the total going to be like 99? Probably. 
Yeah, super low grinder of a grinder of a game. But I have a plus one fifty bet on Loyola to win the Valley. Oh. So I get to bet the other side and bet Northern on Saturday. <laughs> oh, that's good. You yeah. can probably get more than one fifty, right? And I don't know because they're at home. I kept on trying to. I was thinking about that last night as I was doing the juice. I was I was talking about it because I was like, I don't know what Northern's going to be. I don't know what the number is going to be because Northern is twelve and four, and so is Loyola or eleven and four. They're both eleven and four playing sixteen games. So this is played once already. Yeah, and I forget. Hold on, let me see what happened. I forget what happened between the two of them. Um, I think Loyola, or I think Northern won the first matchup. I think. Uh, Let me see here. Win the Valley. Because that game is going to be not the prettiest, but there's, you know, I love when you get in these must-win situations. And yes, yeah, so, sorry, 13 and four. The both teams are 13 and four. And in the first matchup, uh, let's see, against they, Loyola killed them. Beat them 85-58. Ooh, wow. Slammed them. Points in that game. So now you've got a a Northern team at home. That game? Do you know? What? What was the line in that game? Uh, six. Leo Chicago favored by six at home. At home. Yep. And a blowout. So probably be Loyola minus two. Yeah, that loss to Drake at home, essentially, according to Ken Palm, or sorry, according to uh, ESPN and their bracketology, Loyola's got to win the Valley Tournament to get in, even though they're 22 and six, 13 and four in conference. But they need the one seed because they want the easiest path and to win a regular season championship. Big, big, big opportunity with that loss to Drake was just really costly for them a couple of games ago. But in the wake of it, they beat Illinois State 59-50 and they beat Evansville 82-31 last night. 82-31? That doesn't (laughs) sound real. (laughs) It's a 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time tip for Loyola on on Saturday on the road at Northern. So if you're looking for an off-market game to watch on Saturday night, that's where I'll be. Nice. I'll be watching that game. I, I I love Ben Jacobson. Dude's phenomenal. I'm just gonna roll with the Ramblers, hopefully to win that game. But uh, we'll see what the plus. Uh, we'll see what the. I don't know what plus money I'm gonna get on it. We'll see. But right. Uh, hopefully it'll, it'll be decent because of the first matchup. Project the number. What do you think it's gonna be? Loyola minus two. That's it. Short. So yeah, money line will be what plus one money money line plus one ten. Maybe. Man, that yeah. stinks too bad. But whatever, I can bet it in 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 guarantee a profit on both sides. <laughs> uh and then finally, Oklahoma City on the at home, home dog, first game for the Phoenix Suns without Chris Paul. Numbers moved to ten. I bet nine and a half last night. I'm taking the home dog, betting or booking the Thunder plus nine and a half or ten tonight. Oh man, we're gonna bet this too. Till I, I, I mean, we got to see. We got to take the points. I mean, yeah. the numbers that's baked into well, the numbers. Have yes, you seen what Oklahoma City has done this year against the spread? They're one of the best teams in it. They're one of the best teams in the league. They're unbelievable ATS, and they're Jacob graded wrote at home. A great article on props.com. You can go read that. Um, you know, a, a week or two ago, breaking down the teams that have value that you would not think have value. They're one of them. They're they're one of the best teams in the league against the spread. They don't win the games. No. They don't they don't close games well, but they hang around long enough to cover the spread. And the numbers are so inflated because you can't get a bet on them. Like that's the other thing. You can't name a player on the team. 
You can't. And nobody bets them. So definitely bet this. The numbers are Oklahoma City currently is 35, 19, and 4 ATS. They are 22, 13, and 2 ATS against the West. They are 15, 9, and 4 at home and 6, 2, and 2 over their last 10. Now, Phoenix isn't bad. They're 17 and 10 on the road ATS, 18 and 17 against the West ATS. But without Chris Paul, you have to figure it's going to be some type of learning curve for a bit until they get everyone. Might be be for a half. As good as they're, as as well coached as they are and as together Mm -hmm. of a team as they are. I mean, it's just like, yeah. Chris isn't here, but like, you know, just pretend like he's on a bench and he's going to come in and then he's not like, just, just play. Could they blow them out? Of course, but I'd rather have nine and a half than lay a nine and a half right now for sure. <laughs> Before the game or 10. For sure. yeah. yeah. And you get, and you get 10, you take 10. I mean, the public's going to push this to 10, 10 and no a half. Question. So home dog, give me the home dog for sure. All right. On a Thursday time now for our favorite thing about today is what? Couple people in town. I got a couple texts last night. Uh, Chris Abbott, friend of uh, friend of the show. Hopefully, we can have him on at some point. But he's in town from uh, the from Canada. Yeah. So he's uh, hopefully we're going to meet up for lunch. Nice. Um, Jared is in town as well. I just he just decided he's going to take it. Booked himself a birthday trip. He said he's coming out to Vegas. Can we get together? Sure. Let me Jared know. Jared Smith. Yep. No. No. Yeah, so he's here. Um, this is going to happen in the next few weeks um, as people get ready to come for March Madness. And hopefully, you know, we'll have somewhere for everybody to come hang out. Watch Plus the COVID, watch too. The That's the thing. Yeah, this is this is the time. Like, yeah. it's going to happen now, right? The mask mandate has been lifted here. So people are coming. They're coming in droves. There's something to do every month. March is this. April is the draft. Uh, we got, you know, playoff Derby. going on. We got all these conference tournaments are being played here. The Pac-12 West Coast Conference, the Mountain West, all right here. You can go to all three with one Uber ride, bang, 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 and see all these games. So I got the text last night. I was like, yep, I'm done with the show. About 11, I I told him 1130. We're pretty close to on time. So (laughs) I said, I'll text you right after. And you guys pick uh, where you go to lunch and we'll, we'll go hang out. So that's, I love getting together with people. And I've had a lot of people reach out and say, like, hey, I'd love to meet you when you come when I come to town. Can I buy you a drink? Listen, you don't have to buy me nothing. We can just come hang out. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. And then, like I said, maybe in a couple of weeks, March Madness, that first week, we might have a place for people to come watch the show. Mm. My favorite thing about today is that this weather snap of ours is going to end very soon and my it's home city today. of boston is going to be frigid all of next week so i look out my window and i see bright sunshine and i know it's 41 degrees outside today which is not warm but the end is near we it's are gonna be 70 on monday we are very close to the end and this is it like I was, I was, somebody put up a really funny meme for Vegas of like the different weathers we have. And like, we have second winter and you always have second winter. Oh, I got to retweet that today. I saw that. I like, isn't that great? Great. So second, this is second. We're, we're in second winter right now. This is our little tiny twist where we have about a week and a half and then the heat gets turned on. And cause we're all like, 
man, the pools are going to be opening up in two weeks. Like, what the hell is this? It's 41 degrees. It's cold outside. It's windy. This sucks. And then Mother Nature's like, okay, hold on a second. It's like, I'm taking a little breather. Okay. Like, let me. And then it's like, the heat goes, <laughs> like yeah. the sun turns on and it's like, here is the blast. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Like we understand it's, it's March 10th and it's 95 degrees. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, like, don't you... say that. We don't need a nineties. Oh, it, you know, it always happens. It always happens. We always get that oh, one stretch in March. We do a, a little preview of what we know is coming. And we're like, damn, it's 85 degrees. It's March 15th. Like, this is nuts. Like, why is this so hot? And then I'll go back and April will be a little bit more rainy. And then we get the, you know, the, the, the monsoon season that gets going in late March, early April. And then it's just into May and it's summer. Like we don't have yeah. spring. We just have straight. No, you get like heat. a week of spring, like a week. maybe. <laughs> if that, like that yeah. if, if that, if, if, if we're lucky to get to that, get that. So, <laughs> but I, I just, it's, it's good because I can get a lot of work done today inside and not to feel like I need to go outside and do anything. And then we're getting closer to that. Like, let's go. Yes. So. I, I, I registered today. Oh, my, oh, my second favorite thing today is that I have now put my plan in place for golf. I joined the Southern Nevada golf association this morning and I found the golf tournament I want to compete in. I've never played in a golf tournament in my life, so I can't box. I can go try to make birdies. <laughs> so Pars. now that's par. Just make par. Don't worry about making birdie. You'll have opportunities to make birdie. That'll happen. No, I, mean, I make par. par. I, mean, yeah. I, just need, I just need to get my handicap back. So I need to actually like start to hit balls this weekend. This is the, this is when I'm going to do it. I'm going to, the, the clubs are coming out. The, yep. you know, the, the shopping for, for new irons will begin. Start to get loose. Start to go and see what I'm going to purchase for a new iron set and start to like knock on all my golf pro buddies and say, all right, so. What's the new thing? I what's the new next best type of <laughs> type of thing I got to go hit and I got to go work out. You know, it's really funny that we don't have in Vegas, which I'm shocked that we don't. Why don't we have a like bar dedicated just to golf simulation? Isn't that weird? Golf? What? We have top golf. No, top golf's not golf simulation. I'm talking we have top golf. I get that. But golf simulation I know it must be because we don't like you could play golf inside on a sim. You could do that for four months out of the year, five months out of the year. Like, could here? that keep? Yeah. Here. You do it 12 months out of the year. You could. But what I mean is like, you would rather, I'm, I'd rather play golf outside, right? You'd rather go play golf when it's well, so when with everybody. Nice. You can play golf 12 months a year here. If That's you're crazy. Oh, it ain't that bad if you play. In, oh, anywhere in there's the nothing fun about playing golf in 35 degree temperatures. It's nothing. 35 for like two hours. I mean, you know, two hours. Golf runs four hours. What do you mean two hours? Yeah, so you tee off early and it warms up, or you start later and you play in the middle of the day. It's yeah, that's bad. not fun. There, there is nothing fun about that. Even Did you in play the, golf back east? Of course, it sucked. I mean, that's Ground's how learned how to play golf. That's the way I learned how to play. I played in November. It was freezing. It's horrible. There's nothing fun about playing sports in the cold. Nothing. You got to a mutter. Come on. You got no, yeah, that's even worse, right? Then, then the ground's wet. Remember that? After the, oh. after the snow is gone and the, the, your ball sticks into the fairway? Yeah, that's real fun. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a ball. Love that, right? Lift and clean. You have to you know, pick your ball up and clean the mud off of it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Love that. Let's let's do more of that. Yikes! No way. So like this, you know, this weekend we're we're gonna get sixty five. Like you get me to fifty five, and I'll golf. 
that's kind of like my my temp. Man, you wear a nice windbreaker. <laughs> wear beanie and stuff. Why is that fun? That's not fun. It ain't bad. I mean, you'd it's rather play a one ten. Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Give me one ten every darn day. Give me loosen my loosen me up like that with yeah. temp. Oh, that's roll. Hundred percent. But that. what I mean is, like, I would like this afternoon. I will get done work. You know, I have like a hour and a half window. If we had a bar that I could go knock a round out and play nine runs, play nine holes or a full round on a golf sim, I'd go right there right now and go right when I get out of it. I've seen like three and five and go play and, and, and go make a reservation. They have them all over the country. Or we just don't have it here. Drive down and hit a bucket of balls at Angel Park. It's 10 minutes from your house. Correct. I'm outside in 41 degree temperatures. You're, miss, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Bad. I want to be inside. I want to be inside today. I don't want to be outside today. I want to be inside today. Oh. So a golf simulation, I can go and hit and play and just you know, start working my way into it, but you can drink and have a good time and be warm and be comfortable. That's and there's all no, true. And well, there's that's no, the next thing. Maybe after all the shows done, we'll open one of those. It would be interesting. I think, I think, I think it could, I think it could work. Market I really do. Work, I think, sure. it, I think I've seen them in like Kentucky's got a couple really cool ones and the golf simulations have come like a long way. They've really, improved. Oh, they're, they're amazing cool. now. Yeah. Oh, they're pretty cool. You can, I, I saw one where you can now, you can putt now, which is always the thing you couldn't do with golf right. sim. Now they've got a putting thing where like you, you drive it off the screen, but then on the left-hand side, they have this like little strip of grass and you putt, <laughs> you actually hit the ball and it will dictate how hard you hit the ball. It's pretty cool. So it's insane. So maybe we'll see with that. All right, guys, tomorrow is a Friday. We'll have a big weekend of golf and betting and everything else to get into coming up. We'll go through all that tomorrow. A bunch of you have already subscribed. We saw a big jump in our YouTube subscribers following the Super Bowl. That was really cool. So nice. want to keep that momentum and hit subscribe. You guys can, you know, some people say, hey, you have to subscribe in order to post. I don't ever think we should do that because I love new people coming in all the time. But I would love it if you guys hit subscribe, hit the button if you're watching on YouTube. For you go, you guys on the podcast, leave a review. Apple, Apple's funky today. I, I think the war in Russia, not to be, make a joke of it, but I think there may be something going on with a cyber attack going on with Apple because everyone's podcasts are messed up. So if the Apple version of the podcast, if you don't find it that fast, go to Spotify. It'll be there quickly. So final props Arizona this morning dropped it. To, I don't know if it's on Apple yet, but it came out like early this morning. It was on Spotify right away and it wasn't on Apple yet. So there may be some funky stuff going on with the interwebs uh, just given where Apple is, but we will have the podcast out very quickly. Subscribe, rate, review. Back Friday for another edition of the Bostonian versus the book.